Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. This podcast and this summer tour would not be possible without our sponsors, so please check them out, go to their websites, listen to their value propositions, and consider doing business with them. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, I'm Zach Fishman. And I'm Ryan Hicks. And if there's one thing we've learned through the many episodes of Modern Business, franchisors really struggle with keeping their franchisees on brand. As franchise lifers, Zach and I know franchisors have little margin for error when it comes to franchise relations. And when it comes to marketing, franchisees have been known to go rogue. Unfortunately, this not only leaves a poor impression at the local level, but it can harm the whole brand. Fear not, franchise fam. Ryan and I are so excited to introduce this week's sponsor, Scorpion, a marketing company that helps franchises have full control and consistency with their brand. Scorpion is an all-in-one marketing partner capable of handling everything your franchise needs, from your branding and website to your search engine optimization, online reputation, and paid advertising. Listen, you don't have to take our word for it. Entrepreneur Magazine named Scorpion the number one franchise marketing company. To learn more, visit scorpion.co slash mb. That's scorpion.co slash mb. Welcome back to Modern Business Podcast. This is Ryan Hicks, and I'm joined by my worthy co-host, Mr. Zach Fishman. We are on day number 38, I believe. Mm-hmm. 38. Mm-hmm. Um, we are at the headquarters of Zoop Eatery, and we are pleased to be joined by Mr. Richard Simtop, and he is a partner at Zoop, a guy that I've known for a number of years just through uh, franchising and some of the franchise circuit, and somebody I have a lot of respect for and have gotten to know, so welcome and appreciate you hosting us today. Thanks for coming. We appreciate it. And we also have Mr. Richard Zimmer, who is the Director of Franchise Development and Real Estate here at Zoop. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Gentlemen, um, as we jump in here, want to explore the business, the business opportunity, want to talk about some technology and a couple of trends going on in the restaurant space. Um, you have a little bit different of a uh, uh, kind of on the back end, some more technology than, than some folks have. So I think that'll be really valuable for the audience. Before we do that, I would love um, starting with you to get a little bit about uh, the founding story and kind of uh, that and what brought you there and then what brought you here today? Well, the founder does a great job of the founding story because he was in the spice business before he got in the soup business and was in the back door of chick kitchens and he saw that most restaurant soup was an afterthought and he saw an opportunity to make good, really good soup. And they rented a, a restaurant, they, re- they rented a kitchen at the back of a closed warehouse in Detroit and for a year developed hundreds of soup recipes and had tastings with friends and family until they came up with their list of hundreds of incredible soups and in September 1998 opened up the first Zoop restaurant uh, just up the street from where we are and I remember I did not know the founder and I didn't know the company but I was in the area and there was a lineup out the door and I was an avid customer of the restaurant and loved coming because all they served was soup at the time and it was phenomenal. Um, it grew slowly and it got started franchising after it had five corporate units and franchising and today we are just over 20 years old. 
We have 88 restaurants. We're in the northern half of the U.S. and we're in Ontario. And we are, you know, franchise owned and, you know, locally owned and operated. And we're evolving the company to now from Zoop, Fresh Soup Company, to the Zoop Eatery to represent the change of our menu, which we expanded from first soup, then soup and salad and sandwich. And now we've added sustainables, which are broth and grain bowls that are really hearty, healthy way to eat uh, and really flavorful. Excellent. I, I want to get into some of the, the franchise opportunity. Before we do that, Richard Zimmer would love to hear a little bit about your background, where you come from, uh, and your experience, and also what led you here today. Um, I've been somebody who's been in franchising for a long time, kind of out of college, got into it. So started back in 1983, been with different franchise concepts, but always doing real estate, always finding uh, the development side. Met Richard over the years at different franchise functions. Uh, Zoop was looking for somebody in 2006 to come and help really start the growth more. So that's when I came. So it's about 13 years. Love the culture here, love the concept. Everybody here believes in doing franchising the right way, giving good fits, good locations, good business, and been here ever since. Yeah, what does an ideal footprint look like for you in terms of locations? Is it in line, or what does that look like? Well, as part of the excitement of Zoop Eatery is we have a new prototype now. So it's usually in line. It doesn't have to be an end cap, but they're a little smaller now because we've the technology that we talked a little bit about earlier, mentioned it, you know, with online ordering, delivery is a big piece for the younger generation and now everybody. So you can go into smaller footprints, less seating, nice inside, high-tech POS. And with Zoop Eatery, it's a nice new updated look. 21 years into it, it's our first real refresh of the brand. So about 1,800 to 2,000 square feet, 40 seats. That's kind of what we look for with the new prototype. Yeah, a lot of work goes into that refresh and that rebrand. So there, those are actually two topics I'd like to unpack. I think it would give uh, a lot of value to our audience. Like, by the way, for context, our audience consists of not only colleagues and, and all the rest. So there's other franchisors that might be a lot more emerging that can get value, but also prospective franchisees. So kind of collectively, the, the franchise community is, is our audience. But first, I'd like to kind of speak to from a technology perspective, what you guys just went through. Um, we were discussing earlier, and it was a couple year endeavor, three, three year endeavor to go through kind of getting the POS aligned with all of the different mobile ordering and the different things that you had to put in place. So um, could you speak to, um, you know, the, the approach that you took to that and kind of just give some advice on, on how you navigated that technology uh, minefield? Well, we were at about 50, 60 restaurants when we knew the technology we're at wasn't going to grow with us and let us integrate um, with other providers and other things to grow. And when we went on this journey to find a POS, we had to have something that we could work with other, you know, would play well with other systems. And having an open API and having a system that would work on a PC-based computer uh, was really important to us. So we picked a software called Brink, and it's owned by PAR. And we use PAR hardware, which is reliable POS hardware. And once we had that system in place, we were able to build the things around it. And one of the things was our digital menu board and our menu management system. In our restaurant, we have rotating soups. Uh, today, we keep about six soups of the same every day. And six soups rotate every single day. And sometimes during the day, we run out of a soup and we replace it with another soup. 
Mm. Well, to do that, we've got to be able to update our menu management system, which then updates our POS register, which updates our digital menu boards, which updates our online ordering, you know, and updates our menu online. So whichever way you go, you're going to see what super serving at that time based on what the restaurant has, you know, available and on tap. Yeah, and that's a lot more dynamic than uh, a typical um, QSR outlet because uh, it's just that's, it could be changed by the hour. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that's really neat. Um, good advice. And now, a word from our sponsors. Rallyo is a powerful combination of social media technology and local agency. The easy-to-use mobile app enables franchisers and their franchisees to manage their entire social media presence, online reputation, and online directory listings in one place for all locations. The advocacy system turns net promoters into real promoters and incentivizes franchisees and their employees to share content that portrays your brand as a best place to work. And Rallyo Local provides a white-glove service that can manage everything for franchisees. Voted as the number one social media technology platform and number six marketing partner overall in the second annual Entrepreneur Magazine franchise supplier listing, Rallyo will help you rally your employees and customers around your brand on social media. Visit Rallyo.com today to get a 100% free local analysis report comparing your franchise system versus your industry averages. That's www.rallio.com. What about from a refresh perspective, rebranding perspective? I imagine a bit of a lot of uh, research went into that. And it, it touched all aspects of the team from operations and development and marketing and all the rest. Um, talk about that process and why you're so excited about it. In the determining the new look and the new prototype? Sure. Well, we started with, as Richard said, understanding we needed not only technology, but we needed layout, look feel to be updated along with it. So of course we also went outside, hired some consultants, some branding, help with new looks, help with how to package this. Um, and that's been a couple year practice, you know, really practice in learning this way. But then we also surveyed our customers. We've done that a couple of times. They told us what they liked, what they didn't like. We were able to incorporate that into this. So the new menu mix, how it rotates, how they can come and get it, how they can order, it was all integrated into what we did. And it's a team, everybody in here, marketing, tech, real estate, all of us getting together, coming up with the best way to achieve that. What do you think, uh, if, if today I'm sitting here evaluating opportunities, there's a lot of opportunities uh, as a prospective franchisee. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities out there. Uh, why do you think Zoop stands out? Well, one of the main reasons we're gonna stand out, number one, we're very big on a culture and a fit. So not every franchise is for everybody, right? So people that are looking for restaurant business, repeat customers, they don't really cook. We Our system is a low prep situation, mm -hmm. so they can achieve a lot of goals when they didn't even think food was for them. So we have a lot of owners that we're not thinking about a restaurant. So when they go looking, they want nice culture, they get to handle, take care of people, feed them something, this is something they've wanted to do. Younger people are researching to get into business while mom and dad are going to finance them. Mom and dad also want to have a second career and always wanted their own restaurant or always wanted their own business. So we stand out in that niche. Uh, it's brick and mortar, which a lot of our franchisees like. People are coming to them. But now with delivery and ordering online, they can also have some outreach. And with catering, they can even outreach even more into the market. So it really gives them a lot of benefits. 
how 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 is that in terms of it's you, you said that it's a lot less on the cooking side and you, so so how are you facilitating supporting that is it is um, what is the process I guess behind the counter so first off our soups are made at a commissary so the oh. restaurant owner is not making soup from scratch they're heating and serving soup on site so it's fresh one gallon batches of soup so we don't have soup sitting out all day they're fresh batches all day and that way we've taken the cooking out and what happens is is our franchisees spend more time in front of the kitchen instead of in the kitchen so we call it a front of house operation you'll find very at a lunch rush if there were six employees working there might be one walking back and forth from the back to the front where the other five are all in front you know serving customers face to face um, in that customer experience and that's a big difference for restaurant operators. Restaurant operators find us very attractive because this is a lot less work, less employees, easier to run than a full-blown restaurant. Yeah, so one thing I wanted to dive into, kind of going off of that, is about, you know, restaurant operators in general and kind of how you guys are approaching multi-unit and how that and how that works, because obviously that is a very popular model in the, in the restaurant space. So kind of curious as to, you know, what that looks like and, and all that good stuff. Well, Right now, especially with this new prototype being a little bit smaller, mm -hmm. that's very attractive with rents being mm -hmm. what they are mm -hmm. um, and availability of spaces. Um, a lot of operators are maxed out mm -hmm. in their market. They may own a certain concept and they can't expand anymore. Right. So they're out looking for another brand. Um, if you're a morning concept mm -hmm. and you want lunch and evening, then you can also use employees. You can have synergies that way. Right. So they are, we're attractive to them. And then people that have the full service, cook from scratch, get there at 4 a.m., be open till midnight, we are half that. So just from a, a family-friendly hours perspective, mm -hmm. um, multi-unit operators find that attractive. Yeah, interesting. Wow. You asked something else about, you know, there's so many restaurants out there, and, you know, there's lots of different types of pizza. Mm -hmm. There's lots of different types of burgers, mm -hmm. lots of different types of salads. But it's very hard to be very proprietary or very specific. We have soups that are only our recipe, and no one has them. Chicken pot pie, lobster bisque, our broccoli cheddar. These are exclusive products that you can't get anywhere else, and our customers that love them, love them. Like, they come back over and over for them. It's the only reason we've been able to survive 20 years through a couple recessions, through a changing world, and, and preferences, but with these products that are uniquely different than anything else in the marketplace. And now, a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Bush Global. Bush Global is more than a franchise development company. They help you reach your organizational goals through intelligent growth, which comes through understanding your franchise, your concept, your values, and your vision. The team then builds a plan that identifies the right franchisee targets and the growth goals that you can successfully support. To learn more about Bush Global, visit bushglobal.com. That's B-U-S-C-H global.com. Where where do you have your eyes on in terms of expansion? Where's the footprint today and where are you headed? Well, we've always stuck to the top half of the country. You see, uh, pointing a map no one can see, but you just draw a line down the middle of the U.S. Where it snows is where we want to be because the cold weather does drive increased soup sales. Mm. We are working on our expanding our menu with the broth and grain bowls and some other new products that were coming out that will help round out our summers to not be as low as we drop in the summer because we're so we're known as the soup place. 
uh, as we get the summer's business stronger, then we'll be able to go south. So really the Midwest, Northeast, um, the Colorado region has been a great region for us and all around there. Any other, there's a lot of, we've already addressed technology. Um, you've already talked about how you're kind of leveraging that to gain an edge with the menu systems and all that. Um, but there's a lot of changing consumer habits as it relates to dine-in and all this and that. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that uh, you see an opportunity in uh, as, as you advance the business forward? Yeah, so the most important technology change we've had in the last three months is a new online ordering experience, a new app uh, for Android and for iPhone, and for the first time we have for delivery. So we're partnered, we're integrated with our new online ordering experience with third-party companies that will pick up the order for us and deliver it to a customer. So we didn't have to hire a whole bunch of drivers, but we also don't have to go to DoorDash to order from Zoop. You go to Zoop to order, and then through this technology, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber, they all bid on an instantaneous basis who wants to pick up the order, and they just charge us a flat fee instead of a percentage. It's where I think the business is going. I know the DoorDash and Uber Eats want you to go to their site and pick a restaurant and they get a large cut of the sale because they're not only delivering, but they're also creating the customer and the sale and they own the customer. We want to own the customer experience just like any other restaurant. So we own it on our site and we pay a flat fee to have it delivered on our behalf. Do you also use those third-party outlets kind of as almost an acquisition channel and then try to channel people over into your internal ecosystem? Yeah, so the first part, yes. We want to be on the third-party sites, what I call for incremental business. So mm -hmm. if you're a loyal DoorDash customer, I don't want you not to be ordered from Zoop because we're not on DoorDash. Mm -hmm. But it's the second part you said, it's very hard to convert that DoorDash customer to become a, a direct Zoop customer because if you know, if they're already loyal to DoorDash, every day they're ordering something else and they're building some rewards. So we have our loyal customers that are going to go to us and their DoorDash is going to have their customers and we want that incremental business too. Got it. And by the way, as we're discussing this delivery, I just realized I submitted an order before we started. I think it's going to be arriving. So Yeah, no, it's right outside. Okay, perfect. Yeah. It's waiting for you. So, so we're going to really enjoy that. Um, Zach, is there anything? is there anything else top of mind that... Yeah, I'm kind of curious about, you know, the international side of this and, you know, how that's played a role in what you guys are doing because you guys are in Canada. You mentioned you're in Ontario. Um, I'm just kind of curious as to if you guys have thought about going internationally or anything of that nature because, you know, there's, there's a lot of cold places in this world. So I'm just kind of curious as to that as well. Well, we're in Ontario. Um, we have distribution of our food as part of also mm -hmm. our growth strategy. So we can supply the food to you. Mm -hmm. it, to some places we can't, mm -hmm. like you know, to go outside of our North American footprint right mm -hmm. now. So we're really focused on filling in where we have existing locations, increase our partnership with our distributors, mm -hmm. um, and then begin to go out from there. Yeah, that makes sense, and I think that that you know that is a smart way to go about it too, right? You're not overstepping, you know, what you guys can handle because you guys obviously want everything to be fresh, and I think that is a really key component and differentiator of your business is that you guys have the ability to. Of course, not have the franchisees make the food, and so it, uh, it it makes it more attractive to them, as you kind of pointed out, which I think is interesting. So, um, in terms of in terms of I guess how you guys are marketing to consumers and things of that nature, I think I'm kind of interested as to you know if if there is any type of campaigns that you guys are excited about 
uh, in terms of the refresh that you know would be good for people to kind of keep an eye out for at all well when you, I know what you mean by campaign but we call it like limited time offers yeah. or, or programs so we do have something that's releasing in just a few weeks but it might be a year-round strategy and we're bringing out a mac and cheese line mm-hmm. so we have a lobster mac and bacon mac and classic mac um, and a vegetarian mac you know with all the vegetables on top of your mac and it's going to be a cheddar cheese I just got to taste it recently with our franchise advisory council and it was a hit um, so it's in test right now and, and it will be rolling out uh, this fall in our restaurants and hopefully it will be it will be a year-round product not just like a limited time offer so we want to drive you know consumer trial and awareness through menu offerings instead of discount offerings mm-hmm. you know, I know in some industries like pizza it's all about the deal mm-hmm. and here it's about the flavor and it's about the new menu items to get people to come back. Sure. It's clever to try and get yeah. because I think it's going to allow you guys, it's going to open you up some more opportunities further, you know, the below the Mason Dixon line, so to speak, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that you guys do uh, a couple of things different. I think the opportunity is unique in the sense that it is the commissary model. I think that's attractive. Where do people go to learn more about the franchise opportunity? Uh, ZoopFranchise.com. Be their best place to go. Perfect. Well, we'll sit. We'll folks will go there, and uh, what we're going to do is probably host you again. I know that we were here on a short timeline, and we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Any parting words of advice, or any final thoughts? Well, if you haven't tasted, please go visit a zoo. You know, taste our food first, and if it's something you're interested, you know, we work well uh, with people. We get to know our people. We do have something unique in our franchise award process is when people come in here for Discovery Day, which we call Meet the Team Day, they also, it's a two-day process, and one day they work in a restaurant, and they get to see what it's like. So we're not, like, trying to push a franchise on you. We're like, hey, can you stand for six hours, and you enjoy being behind the counter, and the people that you work with also give us feedback. So, and they get to be without us, directly with our employees, saying, what do you think about this restaurant? What do you think about this company and this culture? So it's a good win-win, so we make sure we bring the right people into our business as we grow. That's unique. Thank you very much for sharing, gentlemen. Thank you for joining, and we will talk soon. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.